And welcome to the Magoo U Radio Studios. I am Mr. John, and right there, I'm Artie. Oh wow! <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't say anything. Um, uh, yeah. You gave me no time. That's, That's Artie, right. right there, Artie Magoo, <laughs> the one and only. That's me. My one and only. As a matter of fact, is that too too corny for podcasting? Never. No. Never. Okay. Good. Well, um, we're knee deep into uh, September. And uh, homework is coming in, and lots of stuff going on. It's uh, and uh, gotta love what what people are doing. Yeah, so fun, Very such cool. fun textures, and they are coming out fantastic. Yeah, it's re- it's really great to see everybody's creativity. Um, a couple of twists here and there, which twists are always fun and welcome. Yes, always, always. But uh, but you know what? It's there's so much to talk about. Really? Yeah, there's just, there's a ton to talk about. And the Newster's not going to stand by yeah. while, while we idly chat. He he wants us to jump right into it. So so here's here's the first story. And this is, this is, um, let's see, this is in Aurora. I want you to, to, to Aurora, think about this. Aurora, Colorado? Uh, I think, uh, wait, Illinois, right? Aurora, Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's Aurora, Illinois. Aurora, Illinois. Illinois. I yes. don't know Aurora. So Aurora, Illinois. It's um, it's right outside of, uh, it's like a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. In fact, that I know that because of our friends uh, Wayne and Garth who taught us oh, that. Really? Yes. They they broadcast from their cha- the channel in Aurora, Illinois. No kidding. <laughs> well, okay. So thank you, Wayne and Garth. Um, but this is a story about Brooklyn Sank, who sold the most Girl Scout cookies this year. So, Like in the world? In the, Yeah, in the United States. Well, I guess the world. Wow. So she won a trip. But my question to you is how many... Girl Scout cookie boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Did she sell? Oh my gosh! I I don't even know what a normal is or like an average. I've never been in Girl Scout, so I don't have any I'm frame of reference, right? Yeah. Um. That that's just my little yeah it, disclaimer because I honestly little, don't know. Sure. Um. I, but I see those girls out there with their table full of cookies, and there has to be in cases like a couple hundred boxes right there, you know, with, with oh, them. Oh, probably, yeah. So m- maybe for, I mean, so I, does an average Girl Scout do like maybe three or four hundred? That sounds high. That does for sound the average, real high. But I, I don't know. Again, I'm not okay. I'm not so, knowledgeable of Girl Scout sales. Okay, so with a shot in the dark, yeah. that we have established, how many? Girl Scout cookies, do you think she... And this is like the most ever for the year. Okay, so yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess... 3,000. I don't know. That seems crazy. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's your guess. Yeah. And we'll stay stay with it. And we're going to go to WBBM News Radio in Aurora, Illinois. Year old Brooklyn Zank has been selling Girl Scout cookies since she was in kindergarten. They did a big promotion thing at school about, you know, promoting Girl Scouts, and she wanted to join. Her mother, Kirsten, says each year between January and March, her daughter is determined to break her own record. She goes door to door and walks for miles. So that's she three sells- months. I wasn't even so- sure about that. So, okay, so it's a three-month selling period? Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure about that either because it seems like a Girl Scout season 
ends up being longer and longer. Maybe I just see them everywhere. And I, I felt like it was about a month, but yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so okay. So these 3,000 boxes, she's out there, rain, snow, it's very determined. Brooklyn what did she say about 3,000 boxes? That that was, that, that I guess that's her record that she wanted to break. Dang, so, that was my guess. Yeah. Look at there, that. rain, snow, it's very determined. Brooklyn says it's going to be higher than success. That. It's all in the delivery. Make up a speech. Have confidence <laughs> talking to people. Over the she's so cute. Wait, is she ten, how old is she? Uh, she's ten years old. Ten, yes. yeah, yeah, ten years old. And she's, she's a confident woman. Yeah, she's got it down. Success. It's all in the delivery. Make up a speech. Yeah. Have confidence talking to people. Over the years, she's won trips, tablets, and jewelry for her sales. Wow. This year, she's headed to Disney World with her family for Whoa. the third year in a row. No way. Lisa Fielding, News Radio. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. But that is, that's amazing. So she, she and her family are going to Disney World because of her efforts. Did it say the the number? It did not. Her mom gave okay. gave the the kind of the her goal, goal. which was three thousand. So, but I do have the exact. Okay, number. drum roll, please. Yes, um, I'm so it, glad I was at least in the ballpark. I'm that wasn't just. It, and you're right. You know, it, you got you got a, a good number there, three thousand. 421 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Good job, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. That's... Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, Brooklyn, very good. Good job on that. What that's is that girl going to do with her future? She sounds just like a go-getter. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, she's like, it's in the delivery, and you got to have your speech ready, and she's great. You know, sometimes you hear about these things, and you kind of listen to the mom just be like, yeah, so she did this and she did this. And I'm like, I don't think she did. I think you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Where this exactly. mom's like, she heard, she wanted to be a part of it. And then, the, you know, it sounds like she really ran with it. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. It's so great. This next story comes from the police files. So um, this is in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Oh, Brookfield. Brookfield. Yeah, Brookfield. Come on. Get it together, Brookfield. So um, this this is at a, a McDonald's. And at McDonald's, this uh, former employee is facing charges after investigators say that she threw a cookie holder and French fries when she was told that she had to work in the kitchen during her shift. So she threw stuff because she was mad. Yeah. So the manager called her in the office and said, hey, you're going to be working uh, in the kitchen. So, uh, you know, why don't you head on out there? She's this 17 year old woman um, became angry and she was leaving. And so on the way out, she dumped a whole, is it a basket or a, a pan or whatever, a French oh, fries. Like, okay. So she got the French fries, dumped them on the floor. And then on her way out, she shoved that little cookie warmer holder at the oh, front of yeah. the store. Okay. Pushed that off the, the counter into like where where customers are usually okay, standing. Okay, that's way worse than I was imagining. Yeah. And then um, and then she, she just left very disgruntled and now she's being brought up on charges of disorderly conduct and criminal damage to property. I, yeah, that's, okay, I was imagining like a little cookie thing, like a, you know, a sleeve. Oh, like. A cookie holder or like something that like held like a couple cookies, like a, a display thing yeah like a small thing but I, yeah those things are big and they you know that's some machinery uh, yeah 
It's, and then the fry part, was that like literally like the hot fries? Like yeah, the hot like, fries, she just grabbed him and went ploosh. Okay, that's dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, this so this kid who's 17 and didn't want to work in the back, and and honey, you're working at McDonald's. I mean, Weird. Just, just take the gig and get back into the kitchen and do your gig. Yeah. Like, I worked in food. I, w- I worked at Taco Bell. And I, I, I loved it because- You it, have anybody throw a hot tortilla at you? Oh, m- multiple times. <laughs> um, yeah, n- nobody threw. Well, some some college students once threw burritos around the uh, the the restaurant, but that's another story. Yeah. So it, you know, but when you're in food service and you have a job like that, you're going to be working all around the place. Whether it's at the cashier, or you're going to be doing cleanup and KP, or you're going to be doing you know stuff on the line and making the actual items. Well, she didn't want to do that. How do you how do you say no to that? How do you just get upset? You're you're working at McDonald's. You you take the gig and you and you go. And there's no shame in that. It's a good gig. It's a good job to to to, to go ahead and, and work there. It's a 17 year old kid. Get free fries. Come you, on, man. Why do you got to drag cookies into it too? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought at first when I read the story, oh, this is going to be like she she grabbed the cookies and was throwing them like ninja stars at people. But it wasn't It wasn't that. It was just, I'm angry and I'm going to shove this big, huge thing off of the counter and uh, possibly hurt somebody. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a little, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's a little crazy. It's a little unbalanced right there. Our next story is... Is one that that I think we've we've covered before, because this this guy at a uh, at a bakery, Edmonds Bakery, is in trouble again for throwing the term "build the wall" on cookies, huh. and um, and wanting to sell them. So the people are calling for a boycott of the uh, of the store. Um, he now he put this on a heart cookie also. So it's not like a, um, it's a pink cookie. Does he live near a border? I forget. The story is from KTTH Radio in uh, Seattle. So I, uh, I would imagine that he's up there. So I don't know if he's, if he's maybe confused and thinks that the wall is going to go to the north, but um, he's all for it. Yeah, but, but he's all for it. And so he's put things on cookies like build the wall, secure borders, and. Make them cry again. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's not just stirring the pot. That's kind of being a jerk, isn't it? Yeah, that's in bad taste in every way. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, just like on the last story, why do you have to bring cookies into this? You know, you got your politics, you got your political views, but but really putting that stuff on cookies, I, I don't see how that's appropriate or warranted. Yeah, and, and no matter what, you're going to anger some people. I, I just don't yes. know what his goal is. Like, has it been stirring up business for him? Maybe. Perhaps, It yeah. sounds like it's bringing a lot of controversy and attention to his business. Well, that's true. As, I, don't, I just don't know his point. Would you, Do you ever think politically when you are designing one of your cookies? Every you, once in a while, um, okay. there will be... You know, like I and I've seen some really well done cookies that have a message, but um, I feel like I haven't really seen one that like was upsetting to a lot of people. Yeah. And and you can. I mean, I, it's your prerogative, I guess, to do that. Sure. But I just don't I don't understand his motivation to do that. 
I, like, yeah, make people sad. I, that's, he's literally saying that on yes. his cookie and that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I understand doing like, if you have an opinion on something to, to make a cookie about it because it is a form of art. Sure. I, I totally agree with that. And I've seen it done really well. Yeah. But again, I don't feel like people usually are making cookies to hurt other people's feelings. It's more about expressing their feelings yes. where this feels like it's about hurting feelings. It's weird to me. And, and can I, can I just make, this is a stupid comment, but I'm going to make it anyway. His cookies don't look all that great. Like it, it seems to me like this just reeks of, I want publicity because, yeah. because these are, um, these are heart shaped pink cookies with just little dots of, of frosting uh, around the edge and then the lettering. Um, the, you know, the build that wall and that kind of stuff. Um, the edges aren't, aren't cute and aren't, uh, <laughs> and, and aren't I don't clean. Think he's about cute. He's not it, like, like these cookies don't look all that great. It seems to me like this is just a ploy for publicity. Yeah. And the thing is, I think people who are for the wall, I don't think they're looking to make people sad either. That's the weird thing about it. You're right. You yes. know, for him to have yes. an opinion is one thing and for him to put it on a cookie is one thing, but then he's like the, the, actual message that he's putting on there is ridiculous. Yeah. It's and about causing pain just, and heartache. Yeah, yeah. So I think all in all, yeah, it's, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's yeah. reaching his goal. If this is bringing business, I don't know what it's doing for him, but it's not doing much for me. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And now are the last story that I've got is it's adorable. And I think, I think you're going to like it. This is from Fox nine news in Minnesota. He tried his hand at it last Friday. Okay. Fox 9 junior correspondent Thomas Fisher is back again. Yeah, Thomas is eight years old, and he's here with us tonight. Thank you, Thomas, for joining us. You've done such a great job. How All of doing? our junior correspondents are awesome. You good? You nervous? <laughs> kind of. No. <laughs> no. You're an old hat at this now. Absolutely. You're a veteran. Um, Let him talk. Yeah, he's... Come on, Thomas. <laughs> you can <laughs> Jump in there. <laughs> Jump in there. Don't, don't let him step on your words, man. <laughs> The day at Sweet Martha's Cookie Jar, which is such a great assignment, and I know you had to you, t you had to taste test some of the cookies because that's part of the research. How did they taste? Leading the witness. Really good. I think I had like twenty, maybe. Oh, does Mom know that? Mom is right over there, you know. I'm pretty sure Mom knows, dude. I'm pretty sure. At one point, I heard her say, "No more cookies, Thomas." But you brought some back for us, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Were you amazed at what goes on inside that booth? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of action out there. They have so many young people. Thomas is expressive. He says he, he doesn't mince words, and he's just right to the point. Yes, that's it. That's all he has to do. Working there, right? Do you know how many they actually hire for the season? 800. Think he did his that. research. Yes, he did. For the three, um, the three yep. booths that they have out here. So you got a chance to be a part of that and see that happen today. What did you find most interesting about it? They have this weird machine that, like, makes the cookies. Right, right. <laughs> it's a big operation, yeah. All right, we want to see just what it takes to make all of those cookies during the week of the fair. So let's see your story here, Thomas. Here we go. Roll it, as they say. <laughs> all right. I'm at one of the spots where people wait hours for cookies. I went behind the scenes. But more importantly, I'm going to see how many cookies people drop on the ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So he, so his goal is to see how many cookies people drop on the ground. Have you been working at like
like Martha's cookies. Oh my goodness, I hate to tell you, Thomas, but it's a lot longer than you've been alive. <laughs> I've been working at Sweet Martha's Cookie Jar for about oh. Whoa. Okay. Now you get now, now I get Thomas's it. Yeah. theory all makes sense. Okay. So he's not kidding. Okay, so yeah. when they give the cookies, it is a stacked Yeah, it's a like, it's a little bucket. It's like a sand yeah. pail bucket, you know? Oh, was it? Yeah, that's that's overflowing with yeah, cookies. Stacked and stacked of these really th crispy thin cookies. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. And as soon as you see it, you're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. I would drop one." <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> Okay, so here's here it is going across the counter. Let's see if any of them get dropped. <laughs> how many cookies do you make in like an hour? Well, how about if I tell you how many we make in a day? Would that be okay? Yeah. Because then you can divide by 24 and then you can She's just... She's not going to well, do math. Well, actually, it would probably be maybe 16 No mathing. Hours, but, oh, no mathing? No math okay, okay, no, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry, my, my make bad. make over a million a day wow. in each stand. So my God. Oh, my and there's Wait three a minute. stands. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. No math. No. <laughs> no. They're making a million cookies a day at each stand. Is that what she There's no way she said that. Did she really say that? She said it. How about if I tell you how many we make in a day? Would that be okay? We make over a million a day in each stand. Okay. Now, so she has three stands. Three million cookies. Let's go with that. So one. She said over, but yeah, this is a. Yeah, one million. I'm mathing this. So I said hold no on. Mathing. Okay. Now let's for argument's sake, we're going to say that they're running their 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 shop twenty four hours a day. So that is forty one thousand no, that's not right. Come on. I said no math. Come on. I know. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Okay. <laughs> one mil one million cookies divided by twenty four. Yeah, so that's 41,000 cookies a day or, or an hour. <laughs> 41,000 cookies per hour. And then, and then that's, okay. Divided by 60. All right, so that's 694 cookies per minute. 694 cookies per minute at the Minnesota State Fair per cookie stand. I, yeah. I, I okay, the BS reader is uh, is off the chart on this. It's that's just, not I, per stand, that's for all three stands. Well, she yeah, well she said per, each stand. Oh, each that's of, right, she did say each, each stand. Yeah, that's 1 million right. per stand. Okay. I'm there's no there's no way, sweet Martha, that you're making a million per stand. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. 694 per minute. Listen, Martha's been working there for a while. Yes, she I mean, has. That's not a, Martha, but hey, she's she she's got her her game. And yeah, that is Martha. That's that the Martha. Is the Martha? That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah, he's interviewing the sweet Martha. Someone got a bucket. How many cookies do you think they'd drop on the ground? <laughs> that's a good one. We hope zero. A lot of people when they get the the bucket or the pail they sort of put their hands over one, the top of the pail, and it's sort of a juggling act. Say I was a worker, what would I have to do if I was working back there? <laughs> well, first of all, the first thing I try and teach our new workers is what is hot and what is not. <laughs> Those ovens are huge. 
there's your million cookies. Well, that's, but that's, but, but, but you're still making 700 a minute. Like you would have to be moving 700 cookies every minute. He said they employ 800 people. I, that, that is massive. This that's, is a massive, massive operation. Wow. 800 employees, John? Yeah. I, I actually thought that that was wrong. I thought that it was like eight. And then somebody said 800. You're thinking like a little cookie stand at a fair. That's this what is, this is. This is, is a major operation. This is not just a, you know. Yeah. But I, I still, a million cookies a day. A million, a million cookies. That's a lot of cookies. 800 people. Dude. Because there are a lot of hot things that are rolling around back there, like the cookie racks. That's just them scraping the cookies off the, <laughs> off the parchment there. He is doing great. My gosh, I could never do this. Now he's there in there working. Are. Thank you. So great. You get a bucket Someone of cookies. Cookie? How long do you think they're able to pick it up and eat it <laughs> till it's not the best? Till it's not till it turns the to, best. Till it turns to crap. <laughs> <laughs> Is he talking about the five second rule? <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's talking about that or if he's talking about the fact that they're hot when they're getting them and people want to eat hot chocolate chip cookies rather than what letting them get cool. So that's what I'm guessing. Well, I would say that the five second rule to me would apply ah, especially you're right. out at the fair. Yeah. But if you're at home, then the Ten five second. second rule would not apply because I'm sure you have very clean floors <laughs> at your house. <laughs> oh, that's great. So that, uh, that's good job, Thomas. Thomas Fisher. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? And good job, Martha. Holy smokes. Wow. Now I now I want to call Martha's and just clarify that. Like you said a million <laughs> cookies. You're talking literally a yeah. million. Were you were you just she pulling Thomas's leg? She was not. She's yeah. she's a serious cookier. My gosh. Well, coming up. Coming up right after the break, um, I have a conversation with Miss Brooke Mills. The lovely Brooke Mills yes. of Cookies by Brooke. I always want to say Cookies by Brookie. Oh, see, I like that. See, Brooke, so... so <laughs> no changing. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Cookies, cookies by Brooke. Okay. It's so, more like a nickname, like Cookies by Brookie. That yes. I just want to call her that, but... We're going to be talking with Brooke right after this. More Magoo U Radio coming up. And welcome back to Magoo U Radio. I am with Brooke Mills. Brooke, how are you? I'm good. So uh, did you have fun uh, recording all your stuff with, uh, with Artie Magoo? I did. It was... It was easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, good thing, she, right? <laughs> she's she's not as mean as she, as she looks, or what? Uh, I I didn't mess anything up majorly. I think <laughs> <laughs> you did great. You did great. It's it, it's it's a fun process, and and we want everybody to have a good time and not not worry about uh, about trying to, to 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 do too much. Just come in and have fun, and then it it, it all comes out right. Yeah. Cool. It comes across that way. It's yeah. just a fun group of people. Yes, so. it is. It is. Now, you, just a couple of days ago, you had a tornado hit your <laughs> your your property, your farm. Uh-huh. So, so are, are you still dealing with that aftermath? Yes. Um, so, still no power <laughs> as oh of today. Oh my gosh! 
Yep. So, so, so we're so, glad this is radio and <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> yeah. No cameras. We don't, no, no worries. You can, you can totally relax. Just, oh, just breathe. Oh, no cameras. This is it. So, wow. So, so you're dealing with the aftermath of a tornado. Did it, did it do much damage um, at your place? It was tornado wise. I think we didn't get a direct hit. It wasn't, it wasn't big for a tornado at all, but, okay, good. Um, but yeah, damage, it definitely, definitely did some damage. We had some broken windows and, wow. and, uh, yeah. And so. this is, this is at, at your, your parents' property. Yes. Yes. And, yes. This, and this is the farm that you grew up on. It is. It's been in the family for, um, I think four generations now. Oh wow, that's so, cool. So a lot of history there. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So, um, so when something like that happens, what I, I'm sure it's happened in the past. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. what do you guys do? What's the pr the process? Is it check the house, check the livestock, check? Well, we were out. Uh, of course, check the house. But of course, yeah. we were out that night because we had um trees down all over fences and we mm. had cattle out and calves scared and so oh, wow. <laughs> chasing chasing cows in the middle of the night trying to get them somewhat contained and oh, so wow. um so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of immediate uh, uh, the fences are all electric so of course they're not working right now and some of them are mm. have trees all the way across them so there's some immediate um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Trying to contain the, the situation there. So, so you you still have major concerns <laughs> on the property. Oh my gosh. Not me so much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm the helper who do. gets to chase around uh the cows around, but um but yeah, luckily I'm not the one necessarily responsible there, but wow. yeah. And you yeah. have you have two kids? I do. Mm -hmm. And how old are your kids? So my son's nine and my daughter's eleven. And do they enjoy the, the the living on the farm on the property with your folks? And they do. We've been there for four years now, and I'm really glad oh, they cool. got that taste of um, of farm life because of, mm. of course I was just raised that way and um, ran around outside. We didn't even have a TV until I was 11. So by Whoa. choice, oh wow, <laughs> by choice. My parents were were. Um, definitely a little hippie and they wanted us to <laughs> oh, it's, that's great that's that's great yeah so i grew up uh, running around in the woods and fishing and playing in streams and so it's a very different childhood than what they had experienced so far so i'm so glad that they got a little little, a little taste, taste of the huck finn lifestyle yeah, yeah. that's good <laughs> oh wow yeah so um so is it is it livestock is it chicken is it is it it's, dairy it used what to be it? mostly crops and ah. um in the early 90s uh, a lot of a lot of farms, in, well, not just even in Kansas, but all over the Midwest, it, it became a go big or, or you can't survive. Wow. And so it kind of became corporations that yeah. were doing most of the crops rather than small farmers. And so a lot of the small farmers in the area survived by sharecropping out to these larger corporations who had pieces of equipment that cost Five hundred thousand dollars wow. more, <laughs> um, yeah. remote control combines and things like that. Actually, so, oh, yeah, we have they have those around the area. So um, you now have million dollar pieces of equipment mm. that no mm. small farmer is ever going to be able to to compete with that to stay mm. with that. So so we saw that shift in the early nineties. So we we still kept a lot of our land. We didn't, but we. We quit farming. We quit for crop farming in the okay. early 90s and moved to where um, a lot of that land was sharecropped out by some of these bigger 
companies. Um, oh, so so your parents just lease it to them. They do. So they get a so it's sharecropping. They get a share of the profits. So it's not okay. it's not even like a set rent hmm. necessarily or set lease, but they they split um, the profits. So so they've been doing that for a long time, and we have. Hmm decrease the size of the farm a little bit in the process and then we've my dad's really passionate about um beef cattle so mm-hmm. he's got he had a really big herd of very quality angus herd you know angus cattle back in the day and wow. um went down to where he didn't have as many of them he's actually almost he's oh 22 years this year i think he's he's also been a pastor oh so he wears a lot of different hats yeah and i'm sure he's yeah. he's because of the farm and because of the pastor lifestyle and he's he's probably pulled away at odd times in middle of the night oh yeah early in the morning <laughs> late there's yeah. no such thing as a nine to five no yeah right exactly. so um so he's in recent years been able to build that herd back up we have a very very high quality herd of of grass-fed um angus cattle and he's hmm. he's passionate about that he loves he loves that. Great. So now, even though we have crop ground, we are completely livestock. Wow. But yeah, so you guys have, you guys <laughs> worry about that and that's, that's your focus. Yeah. So yep. Um, is there, is it like milking cows or is it, is it for beef? And it's all for beef. It is for beef. Yep. Okay. And they are, they are the, the kind that are very expensive because it is, it is very, very high quality grass fed. He and my aunt combined oh, cool. herds. She, I told you the family's had that farm for four generations so so the land was kind of split there's a road down the middle so she's our only neighbor for (laughs) quite quite a while she's across the road from us and so they have combined their herds in recent years and they do rotational grazing Hmm. so they have 22 sections that they have split they have combined their land and split them into these little sections and every three day the herd moves to a new section Hmm. and so it forces them to graze the whole Cows are actually rather more picky. You wouldn't think that, but they are. They don't like certain things out there, and so they'll just eat the choice grass and they'll leave the rest. Well, when you rotational graze them, it forces them to eat everything, wow. and it's healthier for the land. It's healthier mm. for the cattle, and so we've we've tested the quality of the the soil and the and the the grasses, mm-hmm. and it's gone. I mean, it's just incredible, and then also the quality of the meat, and wow. and both have just gone crazy in the last few years doing this rotational grazing so it's really kind of cool oh so how do so do the kids help out with any of these chores not like i did when i was (laughs) (laughs) they're not not told like you are waking up at five o'clock and helping out so uh, when i when they first presented this idea of the rotational grazing i'm thinking how on earth because whenever we had to move (laughs) the herd or work the herd which is what we would call it every Mm -hmm. six months we would we would bring them all in and we would give them shots and it was the whole family working and they would always put me in the the back side of this herd because I had three <laughs> brothers and they were like that they were mean that way and so I <laughs> brothers can be that way yes yeah so I'd be the one trying to push them up through the back of this this herd and the shoots and um you know they'd back up into me and and trap oh. me uh, up against the silo and things like that so yeah they were it was it was awful and i'm thinking wow. how in the world are you gonna you're gonna move that herd every three days because it was it would take the entire family all day to round up mm. those cows and it was it was a circus well the thing that's kind of cool about it is is, is um, these cows now they they love this having this fresh grass so mm. when day three comes and they know they know it's crazy when it's when it's time they are at the gate 
to the really? and they and they know which which section they're going to next, which is even crazier. Wow. They're at the right gate and they're <laughs> waiting to just charge through and go to the next section. You don't even wow. have to round them up or anything. Um, but how many is it? How many cows? Oh goodness, um, several hundred head. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, wow. yeah, it's a it's a good size. And they all know where they're going. They know where they're going. <laughs> That's so now they're cool. all not all together. Uh, I think the individual herd is smaller mm. than a hundred, but. Um, but they, yeah, that's they just they know what they're supposed to do, and they they are ready to go. But so it's actually worked out. And, and he and wow. my my dad and my aunt now they they're out there on their four wheelers or ATVs and stuff. And the funny thing is, if you if you're on those, they're so used to them being out there every single day with them. If you you can go right up to them on the ATV, they and touch them even they hmm. they wouldn't panic. But if you go out walking among the herd they don't like that yeah yeah (laughs) so So, yeah interesting what they get used to yeah after a little while of doing this routine they know what to expect and they they go ahead and do it yeah yeah that's cool so my kids they get to ride they get pretty cushy compared to me they get to ride around on these atvs you didn't have atvs no no i I, I really hope that you tell your kids it wasn't like this when I was a kid. I pill both ways. In yes, the snow. it was it awful. Was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so they get it. They get it pretty, pretty soft. See, Grandma and Grandpa it. love you guys. <laughs> you know, we had it tough. You don't have it tough. Nope. Yeah, we do, we do that with our kids all the time. You know, my my video games in the car was on road trips was making fun of my brother, and then he'd beat me up in the car. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's we're we're always trying to to tell that. I don't think they believe us half the time. I don't think time. so either. Yeah. I, yeah, they think they have it pretty hard, but if, because oh, of course because they riding do. their bikes on gravel is difficult. That's that's how that's their definition of they have it hard. They do have it hard. So, so yeah. now you guys used to live in the in the city in, in Ottawa. So oh, okay, loosely city is is probably not. <laughs> In the the best description of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's not a big town. Um, so yeah, we they grew up in town in Ottawa, mm-hmm. and um, my house is being rented out. So we are going to be going back home soon, cool. a couple months. They're excited. Um, so and when the and when the kids moved to the farm, what was their expectation, and did they, did, did they? Do they have an adjustment period? They definitely did. I mean, it was the same. <laughs> yeah, it was the same period of time that my husband and I split, which is why we moved out there in the first place. So mm. of course they mm. had that whole situation going on. That was probably the biggest adjustment. But, sure. um And they didn't have a lot of warning, of course, that that was going to happen. So um, it was a lot of upheaval, and they have really come to appreciate just being able to go outside and be alone be away from people my, my son is very very musical very musical oh, cool has been from day one and he will go outside and just make up songs and just be singing them at the top of his lungs <laughs> you can hear him inside we're all what on earth you know looking around what oh it's levi again and oh, cool. so so I, I i've cautioned him you realize you you maybe can't do that <laughs> When we have neighbors in town, and and that might be seen as a little bit weird, but <laughs> <laughs> no, the neighbors will just say that is a kid that knows how to have joy. Look at that. Yeah, he he does. Yeah, he's he's a fun kid, and he's he's just very musical. So very cool. Um, he they love just the freedom of being able to go out and mm. wander around the farm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, yeah. thank you so much for for being here and and being able to to cookie with Liz and chat with me. It's it's always it's wonderful, and we hope to to have you back again. It's oh, been thank great. you.
Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we will have more Magoo Radio right after this. And welcome back to Magoo Radio. She is really a blast. She is. I. Yeah. That was fascinating. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. And every, every detail, I'm like, I, you know, we live pretty rurally and when I was a kid, I, I lived pretty rurally, but um, it's just interesting to hear the details of, you know, working, living on a working cattle ranch. It's so cool. Oh yeah. I think that's a life that not many people know the ins and outs of. That's right. But it seems like looking from the outside in, it's like, oh, it just sounds so you know, peaceful yeah. and, you know, but oh my gosh, it's a ton of work. Yeah, you don't have neighbors bugging you and oh my gosh, how nice. But yeah, the workload is yeah. massive. And farm machinery, animals, you know, oh, just. Isn't yeah. it crazy what she's talking about with the remote controlled combines and stuff? I didn't know that was a thing. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I, it re- actually, when she was talking with me, I had thought of the scene in this first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve where he stops the combine mm-hmm. um, when the kid like falls in the, in the what is that, hay or weed or whatever, and then the combines come and it's going to like chop up the little kid and then Superman stops it and everything. Yeah, that's what I thought of when she said combine. You're like Superman. Yeah, th- 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 that's where, <laughs> that, that's my combine <laughs> reference right there. <clears throat> Oh my gosh. So everybody's uh, digging into Maguyu this month. Uh, only you know you got a couple of weeks left to uh, to get in homework and um, this one seems like there are there are challenges and there are uh, there are some I don't want to say struggles but some uh, some ways to grow. Yeah, I mean there are so many different techniques this month that some of them are going to be easy for some people. Like, oh, I this one I got. While others might be okay, I'm this one's a little bit of a challenge. There's yeah. always those techniques that we're we're gonna have a little like need a little more practice or figuring out before we really nail it, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole idea. Just pushing us ourselves. So I'm always really proud of the students who are like, you know, this is I know this is not my strong suit, but I'm gonna try it anyway. And you know, it's it's really fun to see progress. And I agree. It is cool when you you see somebody say, "This cookie just destroyed me, but I did it." Yeah. And it's done. And I did this. I think that's very cool. And when you can do that with anything, it's very cool. Yeah. So, it's, and the next time you do it, you know, you're learning every time you do it. That's right. And, you know, just you're, strengthening those, those things we need, we need help with. You, you, they don't just happen. You got to practice. So that's, that's what it's about. Learning new yeah. techniques and uh, strengthening others. Expanding the skill set. Yeah. That's so cool. It's very cool. So, um, uh, and any tips or tricks that you want to mention, like maybe like what cookie would you start with in this set? Which what's the one that either you want to get out of the way <laughs> or you want to start strong? What, what what do you think? I mean, for me, I feel like the watercolor was just such a different feel for me that I really liked doing that. But it was. Oh, that's cool. It was different. I did it mm. probably three times. Oh, wow. And what's strange is the first time I did it, I really liked it. Second time I did not. Oh, okay. It was like, no, this isn't this isn't going as well, which happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You get it right out of the blocks, then you do it again, and you're like, what went wrong? Because <laughs> it is different every time you do it. Um, so I, I would really suggest, you know, having some some blank um, t- t- 
transfers to work on so that you can get a feel for it. Because that one I feel like might need, at least for me, it needed a little more finessing um, and figuring out. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a lot uh, a lot going on this month. Go ahead and have at it. We have uh, quite a bit on uh, for you in, in Magoo U. So log on, check out the uh, the Facebook page at uh, Artie Magoo on Facebook, of course, but also the group for uh, for members. And that's at uh, Magoo U Student Body. And uh, you can join in the conversations there. You can post your homework. You can uh, participate in so much more there. And those Freebie Fridays are also happening. On Every that Friday. Every Friday. Something, something fun. So check it out. Um, and if you have any comments or questions, please drop a line to contact at artymagoo.com. And uh, you guys have fun. Have a good week. And have, have a, a delicious, delicious day. day.